All right, uh, welcome to the Chemical Podcast, episode 11. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, I'm going to rename this podcast. I told Tui I was going to do this, the, the Tui and Boo po- uh, Boom Podcast, because... Uh, we got to get Bridge in there, too. Yeah, oh no, Bridge is our producer. Bridge is our J-Stew uh, of, of this. For people that don't know who J-Stew is, he's one of the big uh, sports producers, uh, radio sports producers in Boston up here. That he is, Bridge is our that guy. Um, but our other fearless leader here, uh, Danny Haverty, is once again a no-show. Um, so he's going to now join Pat Leahy. Uh, Danny Haverty now has two weeks in a row of not coming. Pat Leahy is up, up to 11 for 11 with 11 weeks of no showing and being asked to come on. Um, but we're going to have a, <laughs> we're going to power through. We got uh, one great guest and then Don's ball is going to come on later and talk to. Um, but uh, we'll start right up. We'll introduce him to you. Got anything you want to say? Any opening comments before we get to uh, our guest here? No, I'm happy to be here. 11 episodes going strong. Yeah. Love it. That's yeah. It's impressive, man. 11. Good for us. Um, all right. No further ado, our first guest tonight, Randy Dalby. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it right to him and let him uh, tell you all about himself. Most of you guys in the Wiffle world obviously know uh, know him. Uh, fringe top five all time, maybe. Um, but Randy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, so sure, yeah, um, I'm Randy Dalby. Um, been playing wiffle ball for a little over 20 years now. I think my first tournament was. 1999 or 2000 that was like 13 or 14 at the time and it was in a tournament uh, in Arizona that was the Wiffle Ball World Series it had like over 100 teams but that was my first one ever um, but yeah I've uh, been playing mostly fast pitch throughout these years uh, back in the day mostly known for playing with the, the Vipers and Jim Valian um, Probably more recently, uh, I've been playing with the Whippets, and um, yeah, all around, just been having some pretty good runs, and uh, just having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, one of the things I, I'm, I'm going to start you with a compliment. I'll, I'll blast you at some point because uh, people say we uh, pe- people say we we, we uh, what, what do they call it? Too much grab ass Shmoosh. on this podcast. So I'll blast you at some point. But uh, one of the things that I respect more more than any skill that you have is. Uh, in today's generation of like everyone wanting to just make a super team type of deal, I feel like you've stayed pretty well. And that's just not disrespect to any of your teammates. I know you play with some killers out there out West, but like, I feel like you've stayed pretty loyal to those guys out West, man. And I'm sure, especially after the last couple of years that you've had, you've probably gotten offers to go play on any number of teams. So, you know, I, all the respect in the world for you for, for kind of staying loyal to, to, to your boys and stuff. I think that's, uh, that's lost on this generation. So, I mean, shit. We tried to get Rennie to join the High Rollers when we thought Coster and Coop weren't going to be able to make it. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that situation, it was uh, we had had that uh, two years of the Final Four run in a row, and it's like, I, oh, absolutely. It's like, uh, if it's working, you know, I'm not going to switch teams. <laughs> yeah. So how Randy, many like? You've played like oh sorry too, it's just quick like no, how many it, innings yeah. have you how many innings have you thrown like at these last two or three you know, uh UFs or nationals? Oh, like nice. I feel like I feel like you just never come out of the game. <laughs> so Well like last year uh 
uh, this last one I didn't have to pitch very much at all. We kind of got to the Sweet 16, played against the usual suspects. They seemed to have my number. Um, I came out pretty early and, you know, we lost two to one. But the year before that, I think it was like 22 or 23 innings I threw. Then it was like 17 before that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, a lot of like 15 to 20 innings thrown, even like those last couple uh, fast plastic tournaments they did in Texas. And you appear to be one of the few guys that still knows how to pitch two days in these big events. I feel like no kids do that anymore. Not that, not that they should with people at your arm. But like, I feel like you come back on both days and that's, that's pretty impressive to me. I used to do that back in my heyday. So I never understood why that people stopped doing that. Uh, even though that's probably why I can't pitch anymore like that. <laughs> also, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it definitely hurts. Especially yeah. when it's uh, two, go ahead, man. I know you were about to say something there, and I interrupted you. Yeah, no. Well, before I even get to it, I was going to ask. Uh, Randy, I've seen you throw a ton of innings firsthand multiple times. I'm curious, because you never seem to slow down. Are you always giving 100%, or how do you approach days like that when you know you're going to pitch a ton of innings? Uh, it can really depend on the tournament and then the matchups. Um, there will be times like... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm coasting, especially in like a one-day tournament. Those first, that first game really, I'm probably going like 80 to 90 as I'm getting loose. And then, then I'll start turning it up. One-day tournaments feel good. I can feel like I can pitch forever. It's just, uh, the two-day tournaments, um, those are a little bit harder to, sometimes you just, like the year, what, 2019 or 2020, and we got matched up against the Juggernauts and the what the final 16 and it was like saturday night it was like i know i have to go all out this game just to give us a shot mm -hmm. um and then yeah coming back the next day i was super sore and it took me a while to get warmed up that day too yeah i could imagine that's a tough line to walk because i mean i know myself i've tried to do it in the past and i feel like i have to be all or nothing it's hard for me to cut down to 70 or 80 percent so it's pretty incredible that you're able to pick and choose when you want to. Yeah. Um, also, kind of another rule I have is just like, if I'm going, like, and it's an elimination game, it's like, I don't want to go home feeling like I left some out there, like I'm going to go all out in those situations, especially like a big tournament like you is. Yeah, definitely. And talking about loyalty, I'd really like to hear the origin story of Whiffzilla from you, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with the world. Oh, man, that goes back way back in the day. Um, so, like, playing on the Vipers, you know, back when I was in high school, um, you know, we used to play in, like, the fast plastic tournaments as the Vipers, but when we have, like, the local tournaments, like the uh, like the Glendale Wiffle Ball World Series, we did stuff with, like, the Olympics, uh, the Arizona State Olympics. Um, I would branch off from from the vipers and play with like jonathan my brother uh we play with some of my buddies from high school and we would that's when we formed uh, with zilla and for the longest time <laughs> we could never win because we couldn't beat jim ballion but that's kind of like the origin story it's just kind of like gone on and on and we we never would win because we always lost to jim ballion or something so that was kind of like the thing it was it's the curse of Whifflezilla. uh we're looking back that's funny now but uh, we were able to finally overcome that. So, as Ballion, even today, it is impressive the level that he's still able to play at. Yeah, he's just a 
great athlete and he still plays baseball and so he's still in good shape and he can still throw hard yeah and we were talking before his son's a really good player and we played them weren't they wiffle and we were with zilla in the that last championship game <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was part of the goal, is to try and make it all Godzilla finals, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun day for sure. Whipzilla, the name is getting out there more and more these days. Yeah, I love to see it. Randy, what's the Whippet, Whippets roster this year? Because uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's known, but for like me, I don't know the full the full team you're running you're running with this yeah, year. Yeah, so for this year, it's uh, looking like the Whippets. Well, at least Mock is retiring. The Whippets team, he's decided he's not going to want to like run a team and take one out there. Uh, Pete Tayton says he's probably not going to go this year. He's kind of in the same boat as Mock, or they might be done with the national scene. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, kind of at the moment, um, don't really have a team. I have a few ideas of the direction I want to go. But uh, uh, Any yes. chance you want to share those on here with us right now? That's some breaking <laughs> news. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll kind of keep it close to the belt, but I I do kind of prefer to play with the West Coast teams. But uh, you know, I'm willing to branch out. But we'll see how it goes. I do have the mock coming up, and I do kind of want to see how that goes. I I had to try, man. Sorry. <laughs> Even just that though, that, that's fair. It's tough to play with guys that live super far away. You know. Yeah, there's people like yeah. Two, you're in that boat now, man. Nah, I'm still mentally on the East Coast. No, I know, but I mean, it's tough getting <laughs> back here, you know, to... Oh, definitely. You know? I mean, you just were talking about this when we were talking before about how you, you showed up at 3 a.m. or something last year for it. So, I mean, that's... You wouldn't have to do that if you were still back here, you know? Oh, I know. I got to Baltimore Airport at 1 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning. Gary left the truck in the airport garage. I drove it two hours to York. And I uh, scared the shit out of Lopes, waking him up, yelling at him, let's go for Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> um, now this, uh, so Don's Ball is supposed to come on here, Randy, in a few. He just sent me a text. I can't text him, too. If you want to text him and tell him just to hop on, because um, hey, my phone's doing that thing again. Uh, Bridge, you can edit this part of it out, out of this out when you do your thing later. But uh, I just figured we'd get get him in here if he wants to come on here too. Um, so, question here first. So, this is actually this is a two week question, Randy. This will be for you. Um, kind of goes with the whole pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Who is someone, and you or multiple people, um, who would be the biggest violator of the rule in wiffle ball um, if there was a pitch clock of you know to throw, kind of like there is now, or hitter. That takes a sweet ass time getting up to the plate. Um, you, I guess you can go both ways with that, since there's a clock for both of them. <laughs> well, uh, there's one that comes to mind. He doesn't really play as much anymore, but that was Tom Jankowski. Um, he oh, would, I remember him. He would take forever, and that was yeah, part of his strategy. Uh, he would take his time and then just literally throw it in the dirt. <laughs> 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 he, just, he would draw the game out and just, just, uh, you know try and make you play a different game um but he, he was notorious for that i would say he'd be in trouble i'm trying to think of like maybe a current one um let's see here 
I'll let you think for a second because I got a couple we could talk about. I think uh, we mentioned it a little bit before in our messages. Colin Prentice is definitely on that list. Oh, yeah. And he's another one. It's totally strategic. There have been times facing off with Colin where it's like, you know, you size up the pitcher, you're sitting there, you're ready, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's like, oh, my God, throw the ball. It's hard to stay focused for that long. And Honestly, it's a smart move. Yeah, I have not faced him yet. And uh, Didio is definitely another one. Didio takes forever on the mound. I have one. For, this is back in the day. You'll remember this guy, Randy, I think. Uh, Paul the Painter. Oh, God. <laughs> he would, whether it was hitting or just like looking at the ball or talking <laughs> or grunting to pitch, this guy yes, would take, yes. Yeah, that guy would take his sweet time. And I don't know if he was doing it intentionally or what he was doing, but yeah, um, you always had to, <laughs> you got your tickets, uh, ticket money worth if you paid to, to play in a game with him. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember the bopper always stepping out, at least in one game I saw. It was a pretty intense game, but there was a lot of mind games going on. That was all way back in the past plastic days. Um... Who is that, Randy? I'm trying to think of, trying to think uh, of hitters. Bopper, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of guys that would take their time stepping out. Um, I feel like there's I feel like there's times you do it because there are pitchers out there that will like really try and rock and fire when they get the ball, and you you try and slow them down. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I've done that when pitchers that just like to get it and go. I'll like throw a pop up back to him, or purposely throw it on the ground, and then say sorry, like I didn't mean to throw it on the ground. <laughs> back to him, like shit, just because some of them just are getting it and going, and you don't even like, I, you know, I'm I'm one of those, like I like to get it and throw, but you know, take a look and make sure the batter's like looking at you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've seen you squared a bunt too, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that's that's yeah, yeah whatever you got to do. Um, but I don't feel like that's slowing down the game. That's more just that's. My, I think games. there's a difference between mind games and just taking, <laughs> you know, a minute to throw a pitch. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. I can't think of, like, an individual in a long time that is purposely taking the time. Or, like, that's just the way they do it. Lay, Lay, yeah. Pat Leahy's another one, who I think Don's yeah. going to blast here in a few minutes. But uh, he would take his – or go fast or quick pitch. Like, he'd go both ways. And, again, but that, with him it was always a mind game. He's, yeah. you know, same thing. Like, he would – he would always do whatever he thought he could do to get kind of get an edge. So um, even sometimes, yeah. maybe with a guy like Leahy who throws the kitchen sink at you, you got to sit there for five minutes to think about go down the list which pitcher you're gonna throw. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it's like a video game. <laughs> Up, down, left, right, A, B. <laughs> um, all right, here's a good question actually uh, for you, Randy. Too. We do a lot of. This isn't gonna be a top five list. We're gonna. We're just gonna. We can get. We'll get you top five actually in a few. But who is someone, and I'm hoping you're going to bring a different name, that you would think is going to be a breakout, your breakout player or two for this year? Like, and when I say breakout, I don't mean someone that's already kind of known that's going to jump up to like a top five. Like someone that we don't know they exist right now. And two, you're going to get to answer this too. Who is someone that's going to break out this year that this time next year, we don't know their name, but this time next year, they're going to, you know, we're going to know who they are. I was hoping like you'd, you'd throw us a, a West Coast name that we don't know about that we might not have heard, you know, on here. Um, 
Yeah, it's saying I did get to play in the Texas State Championship last year, and there were some solid players um, that are very close. Like, you saw that they did pretty well in UFs. Um, spacing on their names, but there was a couple very hard throwers. Um, so they could become very good if they want to keep going. That's uh, just like a... That's probably my... Like, you know, they're the closest that could go to UWIPs and surprise people, and then all of a sudden these guys are good. Right. Tui, Tui, do you have any? Why, uh, Randy, you can think for a minute. Tui, you want to go? Why, Randy, thanks. Uh, I do have one that I believe in, but I'm going to come up with two because we're talking about we can't smooch too much anymore. I really, I really wholeheartedly think that Dylan Coster is going to become a force this year. And okay. because, you know, the last couple of years he hasn't always been playing, but like last year he played yard a lot more. Um, he's got all the tools. I think he's really going to put it on the field this year. And outside of maybe Mass, people probably don't know of him very well. I think that's going to change this year. Okay. I mean, I was going to throw out the one you, you we talked about earlier, the Lucas kid, um, who apparently is a ringer. Donswall, if you're here right now, do you know who this Lucas kid is that played with the Japan team last year? I do, but the answer to your question is Zach Cifarelli. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, no, Lucas is a monster, and uh, I'd actually like to play with him probably in the future sometime too. But uh, if it's breakout people we're talking about, I'm going yep. with Zach. He's the man. So tell us more about him, Don's Ball, because I have did his best to give us a scouting report, but didn't go so well. So I feel like I don't know anything about this kid. I literally, <laughs> I refer to him as like the kid with the Mets hat or the Mets shirt. <laughs> like, he just always showed up, or it felt like he was always wearing a Mets shirt, and uh, he was throwing so hard against us, and this was probably two years ago, and uh, I haven't seen a lot of him since, but like I've seen enough from like the field over. Like He just throws really hard. He has a hard screwball, and uh, I think with the support of the vets that we're going to put around him, I think we could... Uh, put him in some spots that will make him be breakout player of the year. I don't know. I, like, mean, I agree. Something specific. Like, I don't really know what you want to know about him. The kid's just, he's young and he throws hard. Do you guys have a full roster at this point, Donswell? Oh, that's a loaded question. There we go. You got him. <laughs> there you go. Go Donswell. Go Donswell. Uh, do your thing. Do we have a full roster? I'm going to go with no. Um, I Why like, don't we have a full roster, Don's Ball? Oh, come on. We know this. Leahy, <laughs> we don't know what the hell Leahy... We don't know where Leahy's going to be tomorrow. Never mind. <laughs> next week. It is. Um, I don't know. I, it, I it, already... It, you can go ahead. Speak your mind, because I told everyone you were coming on here to, to kind of get him. So uh, you've already been set up for this. So so go ahead. Speak well, I mind. just uh, like two hours ago, I listened to last week's podcast podcast and you shit on Leahy a little bit so yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna shit on him too hard but he knows he's God knows what he's going through with other stuff but we all want him to be well and do well but I'm just sick of not knowing what the hell is gonna happen so the way I see it let's get a fifth 
let's get a good fifth who I think would be better than Leahy. And, you know, worst case, Leahy does want to play and he shows up and he just needs to freaking, he's basically going to try out for the team is the way I see it. Granted, Gary and and Boomer wouldn't have any part of that, but that's how I want it to happen. um, So what I said is what the situation just kind of handle itself. But, you know, let's see, let him see what happens, you know. But the, the whole reason for him being on here is basically we have an open spot on our team. Uh, Randy's a free agent uh, to Donswell, who's on who's on here right now, who, who needs a team. Just John, saying. Let's, uh, just saying. Let's forfeit our team and let's just play with whatever Randy wants to play. You pick a team name, we're going to be the Whippets, and let's call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about that because I knew Randy that you're going to be on. What's up? Uh, I was wondering like what your team looked like this year. I'm guessing you guys already talked about that, but if he's a legitimate we, we, free agent, yeah, give me a whip. That's jersey, what we figured out, Don's Ball. He is a free agent still, and he's by himself, or is he? You got anyone that you're with? Um, yeah, I'm with, with no one at the moment. Mock uh, and uh, Pete Tayton are pretty much are retiring, so. At least from the fast pitch scene, they'll still do local stuff. But uh, oh god, I think you <laughs> shoot, shoot your shot, Don's ball. You got him right here. Shoot your shot. Yeah. I Gary think a lot of people are going to be shooting it after this episode. <laughs> right, Gary. I hope you're not listening. All the other six oh three boys. I think Don's ball is a whippet. If Randy will have me, <laughs> he just cut himself. He came yeah, right. on here to cut Leahy, and now he just cut himself. Yep. <laughs> That's how it works, you know. <laughs> I can give, I can definitely give two quality games. I know Randy can pitch 18 games back to back days. So let's do it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I'm glad you came on now, Donswell. That was great. Yeah. God, there were so many other questions from other previous podcasts. I was like, I want to answer that. I want to answer that. I want to answer that. You can do the pit. You didn't, uh, the pitch clock one. Go ahead. Did you did you have someone from earlier for the pitch clock one? We we already hit that, but you didn't. You can give that one. Um, I didn't have like a definitive like this guy takes way too long or whatever. But I like that's not even a knock to him. But I guess if I had to pick anyone that I play against normally, um, I'd say Dnat probably takes the longest. Um, but again, it's not like it's too long, but it's it's probably the longest of mass people. I think Dnat's uh, just lazy because. <laughs> He he switched to the stretch because it was too much work to pitch out of the windup. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably. I, the I think he's got him. some strategy to it, though. Like if you, <laughs> oh, actually I'm sure he does. For for a minute. Um. All right. So I got another one for you, Donswell. I'll let you go first, Randy. You can think of this one, um, and go second. Uh, comeback, comeback player of the year for this year. Uh, someone that maybe was good in the past that's coming back. I, I don't know. You guys, I haven't played the last two years. So yeah. you guys tell me, too, you're going to get in on this, too. But uh, Donswell, who is your comeback player of the year? Come on, Boomtown. <laughs> you know the answer to this. You haven't played in exactly how many years, and now you're going to the gym every day. You're off. You're off the, yeah, you're not drinking. Like Here, you're, here comes you're, the grab-ass portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you're, it literally, it's teed up for you. This is, you can do some things this year, and I know you're fucking excited about it, and. Oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm coming back to kill, kill motherfuckers, so edit that bridge. 
Listen,、uh. the, the way the way I see it, like if you can throw one game, like one round robin game, that's still way more than you've brought the past few years, and you've always had a good eye and a good bat. So, like, if the fact that you might be able to throw a game, maybe even more than that, is huge. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm done talking about it. I'm just gonna go out there, and you, you guys will see me all back. And I guess when is it? May seventh or something? It's the first one, so I'll see you May seventh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So that's my pick. Uh, uh, Randy Dalby, your turn. Breakout player of the year. Breakout or comeback player? I'm sorry, Jesus, comeback. We already did breakout, <laughs> huh? Sorry, Don's ball threw me off by saying me. Couple people that come to mind:、um, Andrew Lede, who he played did play in、uh, the U.S. last year,、uh, but he, he played a long time and、uh, back in the fast plastic days and was really good. And I know as as he's like working out, and getting back into better shape, he's going to be really good again,、uh, especially hitting wise.、Um, Also, if if Jim Ballion wants to come out, he he did come out with us the whippets and played really well.、Um, just hasn't really played as much locally. So if if he gets going again and starts, you know, pitching as well and hitting as well as he used to, yeah, absolutely. Another guy, yeah,、um, yeah, for sure. I, I did I did think of somebody who could be like the breakout player, and that would be、uh, his son Andrew Ballion, who is like a junior senior in high school and.、Uh, Throws very hard. Throws a lot of different pitches.、Uh, is who me and Tui faced in the in this、uh, BLW tournament that they held here last October.、Um, but he's a very good player, good hitter too. So he's the one I would watch for. It would just be like if they can make it to the UFs. So that's a good one.、Guys. Tui. Uh, I'm gonna go with Noah Silverman. I I believe he hurt his arm at some point last year.、Uh, he played for Ridley Park,、uh, and I don't think he went to Nationals. But the year before that, I saw him pitch against the Lemonheads on Sunday, and he was nasty throwing smoke with a clean ball, throwing a knuckleball with a clean ball, filthy stuff. I don't know how his arm is at this point. Assuming it's good, I would love to see him have a big year. And he plays for Ridley Park. I see. Like when you said that name, that's where I'm out of it. I didn't. I've never even heard yeah, of that kid.、Uh, Ridley Park from Pennsylvania. Those guys, they're all good guys. They're all really funny. Their Twitter's hilarious for anyone that doesn't follow Ridley Park on Twitter. They have a lot of good stuff. Interesting. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say one too, real quick. Um. This is gonna piss off Don's ball, and I hope it fight. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give co comeback players of the year, and this is gonna piss off Don's ball for both of these.、Uh, I'm gonna say Gary and Pat Leahy both are gonna surpass me because they both need to come back from whatever the hell. I know Gary sucked last year. He needs to come back out of whatever hole he dug himself out of, and be the hitter that he can be. And Pat, wherever you are, man, get your ass together and come back and be the guy that you are. So I'm gonna say those two will be the comeback players of the year. Let me speak to the Gary thing real quick. I think he has potential for that, but、uh, 
with work, like working with him, like I see how deep he is in his work and that's like, it's so much, it consumes him. So when he can get away with a ball or darts or whatever the hell he's doing, like it's a, it's awesome for him, but I just don't know if he has the, the time to put into wanting to be the Swiffler that he was before, you know? Yeah. Like we no, can talk I, I about it. We can talk about it all day, but I'm just trying to fire him up, man. And oh, Leahy's yeah. the one that I really am hoping that will be the comeback player of the year because I know the last time he played, he wasn't great. So Listen, I'm, I'm hoping it's him. I'm trying to fire up Gary too. Stop working. We don't need jobs. Just <laughs> we don't need we don't need jobs. And I got one one last ask is for the episode because I have to say it. Adam Briggio threw his shoulder out on Saturday night at Nationals, and we didn't have one of our, if not the best hitter on our team for Sunday. So if his shoulder's good, watch out for him this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's a good one. Uh, Randy, question for you, because um, we do this with everyone that comes on here. Do you want to give us, uh, in no particular order, your top five that play in the game today? And we'll just say you can't say yourself just so that you don't have to worry about that part. <laughs> Play in the game today or today, ever? Yeah, today. Like today. Who's the top five players in the game today? Not all time. Today. Okay. Um, sure. So let's see here. I'll go the Ryan McElrath. Um, probably is the number one. Jordan Robles to... Um, let's see. I think those are the... Those are easy. Those two. <laughs> yep. There's a, uh, there's a couple people I'm really impressed with that they just do so well at every tournament. Um, but uh, faced Red last year in, or two years ago, and he, he was probably through the hardest uh, pitching wise that I had seen that whole tournament when we got faced him in the final four. And they're a good hitter, so I'll give him a shout out that he. Pitched really well. Um, let's see here. Um, I'll also go. I thought uh, Vin Lee played really. Yeah, well. that's a good one. Uh, we haven't really heard him. That's a good one. Uh, he shut down that Las Vegas Swifflers team. Uh, or the what were they? The Black Dog. Um, we were on yep, the field next to it, and I was watching some of that. And he was throwing really well. Um, so I was impressed with him. Um, so was that four? Um, let's see here. I got one more here. Um, I do think uh, Cam Smith has been playing really well too. He's, he seems to be getting better every year, and it's kind of scary. Um, had a good pitching run last year, so I put him up there as well he kind of comes to mind he pitched a lot and uh, against multiple teams and win a couple games I think you're you should be in that category yeah we all we know all too well Cam's a dog <laughs> yeah someone's yeah the dog word for, for yeah. Habs who's not here <laughs> that's my dog Donswell did you want to throw your top five I know you said you had we always do these lists and you haven't been here for them my top five today. You can do all time. Forget today. We just named today. Let's go all time. All time. That that's gonna bring me to uh, back to one of my uh, top five all times that got shit on before. 
who I spoke with earlier. So that, that'll be a little <laughs> foreshadowing. But you, you go ahead. And it ties back into Randy too. So Randy, be ready for this one. This is well, what I, I said. I'm coming. I'm coming for you in a second for this. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to preface this a little bit because of listening to all the podcasts a little bit, like, and Kevin Norris getting all the love that he gets, like. As much as I've played and as much as he's played wiffle ball, like we haven't really had head-to-head matchups often, and like I've never been overly impressed just watching him from the side pitching. Like I always thought he was overrated, and I never <clears throat> really got the chance to actually like hit against him. I guess in his prime, even though I'm like I've been there. Um, so like everyone always gives him all this love, and he wins it like all the time. So like, how can you not be on there? But if we're going like straight up skill, like I just, I just, I never had him on my list because I just thought he looks hittable and yeah, he hits a ton, but he just, it didn't look like overpowering stuff to me at any point in his career. Even. So Don's ball, were you not, did you not go to Georgia that one year? Cause didn't 603 and Razors play in like the lead eight or something that year? Are you talking the year? When, when Nor- Norris, Norris threw like 35 innings. innings or something like that. Yeah, and one of the games went like 18 innings or whatever. Yeah, against Ryan Foley. Yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, that wasn't against us. It was against Ryan Foley, you just said? Yeah, it was Ryan Foley. Yeah, it was uh, Fisher Foley, whoever that team was that he threw. Those two guys had that crazy game. Yeah, yeah. no, but I thought they had played 603 after that game. Uh, honestly, no clue. Who was the game that you guys lost to like four nothing? It was Josh's first game back from surgery and he got smoked. In who did Georgia? you guys lose? In Georgia. It was that same tournament. I forget who you guys lost to. You guys lost four nothing, five nothing. Josh had nothing because it was his first game back, not his fault. Um but you guys got beat up pretty good. To get was eliminated. it an elimination game? Yeah, it was it was either the semis or the quarterfinals. I forget what round it was. Um it must have been the semis because we lost I lost in the quarters with Doom, so it must have been the semis. God, see, this is where you need Leahy or Gary. I was just there winning. <laughs> um, my my Wiffle memory like went to shit at some point. And that, that was probably due to the, the drinking half the time. But yeah, I I honestly from like, yeah, I got Don's ball. I, I, just, I, I, feel- I, I just found a clip of Don's ball striking out to Kevin Norris. So yeah, I don't know, man. Bridge post that. Post that. Uh, so this, this is 2013. That's it. That's the year. I think that was the year, right? 13? I think that was 2013. Yeah. So, and like I said, like, I've played against him, but like... Oh, my fault. I thought you said you hadn't faced him. Uh, no, I, I definitely have. And you can rewind that bridge and play that. I just said I haven't <laughs> played him much. Um, I, I remember one tournament. I don't even know where the hell it was. And he was pitching. It was fast pitch. I remember roping a single down the left field line. And, like, what's all the hubbub about? <laughs> um, but, yeah, obviously you pick up a clip there. But I, I guarantee you won't find many. Like, I definitely did not play against them often. And if I did, like, if we were playing their team, Norris wasn't pitching. Yeah. It is okay. tough when there there are guys that you want to see like top tier pitchers that you just never happen to line up. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean going back to the original question, top five all time. Um, I always had Pagano up there, like one with Wood. So one and two or one and one A was always Pagano and Wood for me. 
I just thought their primes of their career, like no one could hit them and they hit everything. Like they were, they were the best hands down for me. Um, down a tier from there, I'd probably put Steffi and Jordan. Like I want to put Jordan up there. He's getting, he's so good now, but like, does he have the full resume yet? Um, you know, probably not, but I'm still going Jordan. So I'll go Jordan four. So Steffi, Jordan. Uh, and number five. All time. I think let's go Ryan for now. He's earned it with what he's doing and he's still so young and so much ahead of him. So I'll go Ryan, number five. Okay. I'm going to, uh, this is going to be for you, Randy. This is what I told you I was coming after you for. Uh, this afternoon I was talking to uh, my controversial top five of all time pick, Danny Lanigan. And uh, I told him you were coming You were coming on. And I actually tried to get him on tonight because Habs wasn't coming, but he's going to come on in the next couple, couple of weeks too. And uh, he res- respectfully said he thinks he's got you for the Mount Rushmore, Randy, for top five all time. You don't have to. Someone else can defend you if you want to defend your, your awesome. But he said he thinks he's got a better resume than you for the top five. Um, I told you I was coming for you. I was going to put you on Wait, the spot. We need something. Lanigan thinks he's got a better resume than Dobby? Correct. For top five. Or the Mount Rushmore, however you want to do it. He has two national champions to my one. Um, I don't know how many Final Fours he's got, but I've got quite a few now. So it's... And let me be clear, he was not talking shit by any means. He was laughing and joking about it, so he just... Oh, no, no. I don't like those guys, but I'll also also say they have had my number. Um, He said that as well. He said that he's had your number a couple of times, so they (laughs) got that added to it, so... Yeah, they've, uh, they've knocked me out a few times over the years, so. Yeah, you could probably. What do you, what do you guys think? Going small, too. For Lanigan and Randy? Yep. Give me Randy all day. You you yeah, want to play I, the I teams, like you don't count. I just couldn't even <laughs> ask you. Well, <laughs> Randy was in my top five regardless, so all right. I'm staying pat with that. Yeah, I mean, nothing against Lanigan. He's he was always a great player like a he played a perfect role in his team and he was you know he's the captain he knew what needed to be done he's a great teammate but pure ability wait so he has two titles but didn't he not even play the finals of the last one okay don's ball let me ask you this question and i know the answer to it who has the most this question yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. If you listen to all the podcasts, you, you know the answer to it. Who has the most wins all time at these oh national tournaments? Oh, my God. And fast. Yeah, you, yeah, you said Lanigan. Right. And it's yeah. not even really close. Yeah, so doesn't that count for something? Uh, sometimes. I mean, you can go, as 603 showed it before, you can go 0-3 in round robin and then freaking win the last game and then you're in the finals. You did that in Phoenix. We went 0-3, then we won one game. And then we beat everyone, made it to the finals. So, how important are those games that Lanigan was winning? Was he winning, <laughs> was he winning big games? 
What's his weighted GPA? That's fair. Jesus, what's his war? I have another question for Randy, too. This one, this one's normal. This one's not going to put you on the spot. Um, and I like this one. Don's Bala, you can answer this one, too, because I don't think you've definitely heard some of the answers. But, uh, Randy, if you could make one rule change in Wiffle Ball today, we'll go with, like, the UF format just for uh, for the sake of an argument. What would be one rule change that you would make to Wiffle Ball, you know, specifically the UF tournament? Uh, what would be one change that you would make? Uh, I know I really don't like the... Uh... Like, if you feel the ball and you, like, go to your knee, if you stand up, you can't turn to. That one always throws me off. Um, That's a good one, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I was like, every time I read it, I was like, ugh, I don't like it. But it's the rules, and they do. I can understand the reasoning behind it, because there are some, like, people just stand up all slow, and then they turn it to two. But uh, I understand the, the, the point behind it, but that's one I really don't like. <laughs> It's yeah, also a lot a of distance one. for you to cover at seven foot four, so Yeah, it's a long <laughs> way down for me and then <laughs> <laughs> That is true. John Spall, do you have one? Uh I don't like the foot leaving the triangle thing on the turn two. Like I understand why it's there, but like just don't be a dick and take like four crow hops, Matty Griff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, just, I don't know, like, when your foot just comes out of the triangle and, like, people are pointing and, like, making a big scene, you know it didn't make a difference. But, like, that's the reason why you didn't get out of the inning or whatever. Like, I don't know, I think that's stupid. That's true. And you end up thinking more about where your feet are than making a throw. Yeah, which isn't what we want. And it leads to a bunch of arguments, too. There were a couple years ago that me and Habs were walking by a field and that exact situation happened. And we saw it perfectly from the side. Uh, Nod by his third party, we told them what happened, and one of the teams got all pissed off at us for getting involved. <laughs> yeah. One of the ones that always drives me nuts, and Randy, you mentioned this too, when people get up and they take their sweet-ass time throwing it home. I don't know what you do to combat that. Like, obviously, you can't start having people run or anything like that, but... I cannot stand that when someone fields a ground ball and like, you know, goes and folds their laundry and then throws it home. Like it, that just, that drives me insane because that's not realistic to when it's awful to see. So I don't know what you do to combat it either. I don't, you know, I, but I hate I, that. I do play in the, the PLW league up in Vegas and they actually have a good rule for that one where it's, they have, you know, umpires that are clocking it. So on, on contact, you have five seconds to field that ball and throw it in anything over interesting i like that that is a, a great rule that they have that is a good rule that's a uh, good one yeah to, to speak to that i i believe if you were to read the u whiffs rule book right now they have two seconds from when they field the ball so like, okay i i literally remember thinking like well i'm just gonna freaking count to two in my head and say you took longer than two seconds and then now won't that now just for the sake i wouldn't what if someone calls you on that what if you're like, nope, you took more than two? How do you, how do you judge or rule that? Who's yeah, like whose call is that? Couldn't tell you, but it's. Well, when Lanigan definitely... comes on, he could tell us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly right. And I'm surprised, but, like, because teams like reading the rule book, like, I'm surprised that hasn't come up yet. Because I'm sure someone's counted to two while people are, you know, getting up. Let's say it's a ball that is batted to the ground, but it's not turning two. You're just getting up and you take your time. You 
get your grip and then you throw, you took longer than two seconds. That's a Absolutely. single. Absolutely. Well, someone that's just being an asshole, like but, a, you know. If it's just like a slow dribbler that you get to and then turn, throw it all the way across the diamond to second and then throw it home, like, that's a ton of time. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, it's not realistic for a double play to be turned. Right. I almost feel like they should, like, a way to combat that one would be to have, and to put another line in the infield at somewhere and say, if you feel it in front of this line, you can't turn two, you have to go home. That yeah. To kind of, again, now you get another line and maybe you're creating more problems than, yeah, solutions, but that would be one way to kind of, I think, combat that. Because I agree, there's people that just run in and then throw it all the way to set. You never turn into on that in real life, so why can't you there? Right. It'd be like turning two on a bunt. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the whole reason you bunt them. So. Uh, two's anything? Uh, more for Randy or for Don? Yeah, I got a I got a question for Randy. Uh, so obviously you won a national title with the Vipers a long time ago, and you've also been in multiple Final Four in recent years i'm wondering if you think has it changed at all over that period of time what it takes to make it to those big games and to win them um i do think the game has changed a lot um just different like the ball's changed for one um the uh the amount of teams the quality teams i think has changed a lot um Whereas back in those fast plastic days, well, at least when in our those prime Viper years, there was really probably a couple teams we thought could beat us um, on a normal day. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I feel like the past couple of years have been very matchup dependent on like how the final sixteen ends up getting kind of drawn out. It's kind of interesting. Um, sometimes a little bit of, of luck is involved and then you can make a huge run it's uh, just the, the amount of teams is so good now and players uh, I will say like when Fast Plastics started up again uh, what was it like 2017 or 18 whatever that was um, you know we went to it it was me Valiant uh, Sylvie and uh, Rob Clone, and we didn't play very well. We just we were we had we hadn't played much, and it was at that point I was like, I need to get myself back in like playing shape. Because um, I was wondering, I was like, I went out there, didn't feel like I was throwing as hard, didn't bat very well, and then at that point it's like I really dedicated myself and my body just to you know working out and playing a lot, and then. Since then, um, we've had much better runs in tournaments. Uh, so that I don't know. Back in high school, you know, I was playing basketball all the time, so I was already in pretty good shape. Now it's uh, I stay in shape for wiffle ball, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> That's, it's literally my same motivation going to the gym every day. Got to get ready for wiffle ball. Yeah, <laughs> I was disappointed this morning. Like I was going to try and hit with uh, Tui, and it was raining and. It was like 40 degrees. I was like, I should probably go because this is usually the Wii Whips weather. But uh, <laughs> just to the, going to the gym anyway. Well, yeah, I see you're throwing in what, like paddle ball rooms these days when it's cold out? Uh, yeah, that was uh, at the ASU gym. I just go into the racquetball courts. 
That's pretty funny. You looked like you were mid-season form in the video I saw, so you're good to go. That was, that was actually the one I forwarded to Boomer. I was like, look Yeah, man, I saw that. I said, shit. Yeah, that's, uh, well, we got that mod tournament coming up, so I'm starting to, it's like, today I kind of just did three innings types of worth, worth of fast pitch. So why, why don't you tell us a little bit about that first mod tournament? Who's going out with you? What are you guys uh, looking at for that? Uh... Yeah, so we're going out as the Cajuns. Um, that is with Andrew Lede, Sylvia Serrano, uh, my brother Jonathan Dalby, um, two two backups that are kind of maybes, uh, Will Marshall, and then uh, Ryan Roosh, who's uh, a Vegas guy. But uh, yeah, so I can play with Jonathan pretty easily. Me, me and him go out and hit a lot. Um, but trying to trying to start getting in, in shape, and I know Andrew Lade's trying to work with uh, Vegas, Las Vegas Whipple guys to get ready for it. So we're looking forward to it. Um, I've never played in a mod tournament. Uh, I know they have a you start with one strike, so I've played in tournaments similar to that before. But it's just going to be a good time, and it's so many good teams again. Uh, it's just going to be a fun tournament. You could probably throw 50 innings with the two-strike rule. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. We, we played in tournaments like that, and then the, even the Texas tournament had that caught looking rule. And like, I there'd be innings. I was like, you barely even break a sweat. <laughs> That's tough and fast pitch. Yeah, I mean, there'd be people. I, I'm pretty sure the ball would have hit the zone, and then they swung just to get. It's like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that one. I also don't like the rule where the foul tip into the zone in fast pitch. Like, it's hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good point. Randy, I want to... I think, uh, I think I got, two is I good for that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chewy. I was going to say, I have a, another question for Randy. before. Oh, uh, uh, no, I'm just saying for the one. foul tip, I think two into the zone is fair. I agree with that. I feel like Lou did that back in the day because some of the games went too long. Or when... <laughs> Or for that, I felt like that one when that rule was made back in the day, wasn't it? Because they try and get the games going or something. I don't know. I feel like that would make it go longer though if you're just striking guys out that easily. True. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true too. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> the people wouldn't show up on time, but we started an hour and a half late. <laughs> that's that's another great great point. That was the first at eight a.m. ten a.m. first pitch. That was another shout out to Mandy Griff. That was the first lesson I learned playing Golden Stick in Mass. Yeah. Matty Griff is awful still. Like, if, if it was an 8, 8 a.m. start, he would not show up till 8.45 no matter what. Yeah. Go ahead, Boomer. What were you going to say before? Um, so, for, Randy, this will be the last one for you, man. Then we'll, we'll let you go. And, um, a memory. Your, your favorite or best wiffle ball memory thus far in your career? Uh, probably has to be the, the national championship we won. I had the, I had the triple off of uh, Joel DeRoche, and then uh, you know, also Greg Edwards had a single right after that. Um, so probably winning the whole thing was probably the best moment um, that I can think back to. And just what did that game that? go Anything? like? Yep, go ahead, two sir. Oh, well, how did it go? Yeah. Well, uh, we had we had faced Joel DeRoche a lot, so we kind of knew what to expect and. During those, like that was one of the teams we knew that we, we went in there like this. Joel DeRoche can beat us, 
So what me and my dad used to do is he threw a lot of hard risers at the time. And we would just pitch from like 40 feet, just throwing as hard as risers as we could. So uh, that was a good a good uh, example of when like your practice translates over and then it helps you win a game. I was just going to say, do you have any, uh, I, know I, I know I said the last one was the last one, but I promise this is it. Uh, your goals, both team goals. I know you don't can't say your team yet, but team goals or any team or individual goals that you want to you'd like to accomplish this year. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, I keep getting to the final four and I can't seem to get past, like or you know, kind of run out of gas around then. Um, so it's kind of where I want to be. Um, hopefully this year I'll stay a little bit healthier. I did have a a surgery that kind of hindered me the past two years I would say you okay. know, I did pitch a lot in uh, 2021 but that was a uh, inguinal hernia surgery I was dealing with um, so finally starting to feel like 100% so hopefully that's a good sign that's um, scary <laughs> Randy it sounds like you need teammates to get you there so that you can then oh, yeah, dude, yeah I don't even like even in the 2021 that's the year I won the uh their Iron Man award. Like I didn't really pitch that well. Um, it was cold. Randy walked a lot of people. Gave up a lot of hits. Uh, yeah. That you beat us against you guys. Yeah. I mean, it was. You know, we would take a lead, and I'm like, all right, now, like I can kind of, you know, just coast here, and then I like, go go out there, and I'd walk a few, and there'd be a hit. All of a sudden, it's a couple, and I walk another guy, mm-hmm. and another hit. And it's like, oh man, now it's close again. <laughs> like it was like eight to seven or like nine to eight or something. Yeah, and yeah, you guys had like the bases low of the last inning. I was, I was sweating so much. Yeah, it was, it was like cold in the morning, and then it got hot, and I was just. It was, it was probably the most I've ever walked. Like even the game before against Way Too Beautiful, I, I gave up a lot of walks and gave up a, like some big home runs. It was just like, well, oh, geez, what am I doing? That's where the team part, like. They, they really picked me up on that. Like, we were all hitting so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need a, a good team um, in all aspects. Like, you don't really want to have any weaknesses at UFs at all. Yep. All right. Tui, Dawnsball, anything you guys want to add, talk about? God. Randy, how long have you been playing for? So I was like, I think the first tournament was, I'm pretty sure it was 1999 and I was like 13 or 14. And uh, that was the Glendale Wolfball World Series. And then there was also the Yard Ball. That was a, an old tournament that had like a circuit series. Um, mm-hmm. Played in one that year too. But it really wasn't until like 2000, 2001. That's when I was like a sophomore in high school. And that's when I realized I could throw hard. Yeah. And, uh, it's so like we won the 2001 or 2000 Glendale Wolfball World Series. I pitched a lot that one. Then um, the year after, uh, we started playing in the Fast Plastic tournament during those those years. Yeah. Um, and then the next year we joined Jim Valiant. Um, so it was a quick transition to very competitive fast pitch. Yeah, I'd say so. To, to winning championships. Yeah, it helps when you have Jim Valiant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... He was a guy yeah. that could pitch, you know, 20 to 30 innings easily. You know, like mm-hmm. my, my job was to pitch a couple games and then ride him. I remember my first memory of him was, uh, I think, 2002. 
He showed up to an 80-person Wiffle Up tournament. I think, yeah, I want to say he was almost, I want to say he was by himself, but he must have had someone with him. And he won it. And he flew in from Arizona for the tournament, won the whole thing, flew. It was a great prize, and he probably won a few grand. And I want to say he did it by himself, but he might have had a teammate. But I remember him just, like, pulling up in his rental car and just winning 12 games and hopping back in his rental car and flying back to Arizona. Um <laughs> And it was one of it was just crazy. It was one of my first Wolfle memories, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And and it was him. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, I did one of those with him, and we lost to uh, Ryan Wood in the finals. Um, but I think he went out with I think it was Billy Owens. You'd have to you know for sure. But... Yeah, I mean it was a while ago. It was one of my first first, and I was just I remember him. I'm like, wow. <laughs> But uh, uh, Randy, I want to say uh, before we let you go, thank you, man, for uh, for coming on. Um, much appreciated. I know you and two of your boys down there, and I appreciate you letting uh, Don's ball shoot a shot to be your teammate as well. No right. Yeah. I'll keep you in mind. I'll talk to I hope agent. to hear back from you. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's my agent, so he'll be reaching right. out to you. If, uh... <laughs> Don, I'll give you I'll give you my address. You can mail me the Whippets jersey. I'll put it on. <laughs> take a picture. Whatever you want. Sorry, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Twos, any last hot takes or anything before we get out of here? Uh, Dalby, thank you for coming on. As much as I haven't enjoyed living on the western side of the States, uh, you've kind of been the light at the end of the tunnel for me. To have someone to play wiffle ball with has really made a big difference whether you're playing a couple times a year or a couple tournaments, just being able to play, it's uh, appreciated. No problem. Those new PLW feels like sick too. Yes, I'm, I'm excited for along. those. Yeah. Um, I think the plan is like April. That's the last I heard. They're awesome. Building it. Well, good luck. Yeah, and good luck uh, at Ma. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll be back next week for another Tui and uh, Booma podcast, and uh, <laughs> that's the new <laughs> name of it too. Don's ball. Cavs can't make it anymore. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a girl now, so Cavs and Leahy gonna start their own team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't know. <laughs> Tui finally got him, you know, to, to commit to a team for two years in a row, and now I think we I think he's lost him to a girl. So I, I don't know, man. We'll <laughs> see. Happen. All right, we'll Tui, you're we'll a whippet. You're a whippet too. <laughs> we, I think we're whiffzilla Don's ball. Oh, there you go. Whatever. I already got the jersey. Me, send me the jersey. I want my, it. <laughs> my my comeback's over before it started. I don't have a team anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. You guys have a good week, Randy. Thanks again, and uh, talk to you guys all soon.